Welcome, true believers, to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. This week, Fantastic Four. Your cast this week is the Funktastic Four you know and love. Mr. Surgetastic. Yeah! The Invisible Greg. Yeah. The Human Dave. It's Harry time. And me, the ever-loving blue-eyed Casey. Welcome, everyone, to the Bad Cody Funky podcast here on Thursday. Woo! Yeah. All right. Woo-hoo. We got a pretty good show on it for you guys, uh, although a not pretty good topic. We're going to be talking about the new 2015 Fantastic Four. Yay! Woo! Yay, Fantastic and Four. And if you're already listening to this, you already know it's terrible. <laughs> or you don't want to waste the $10 on a ticket and just want to get a, a breakdown of what happened and what we think. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm laughing because it's so... I mean, I didn't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. Like, before no, no, no. I saw the movie, I was reading uh, the titles, not the reviews, and people were like, oh, it is this, and it is that, and, you know, I went in with with, with an open mind, and, uh, you know, for, for the most part, we, we've got a pretty good cast, you know, we got Kate Mara, Michael B. Jordan, the other two. <laughs> Kate Mara <laughs> also in a wig for half the movie. <laughs> Miles, <laughs> Miles well, I will say, though, like I, I said before, like, yeah, I would have thought, considering, like, how much I... Hated the original Fantastic Four. It came out in like the early two thousands or mid two thousands. I would have like gone in hating this one, and I'll, I'll agree, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. Um, and it was somewhat entertaining. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Just, sure. but still, there was that 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 something that was missing that we see like in Marvel movies now. You know what I mean? Like Marvel yeah. movies or comic book movies in general, just held at such a high, which is cool. Held at such a high caliber nowadays. You know, where it's like, there's a certain type of storytelling that's expected now, and oh, yeah. this didn't have it. Oh, sure. I mean, if this came out in 2005, it probably would have gotten a lot more well-received than it actually did now, because all of those, you know, uh, those expectations are are not there. You, you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which does take some liberties, but the costume's essentially there. The characters are, are there, and they're what you know and love, and there's not a lot of, of differences. Um Whereas this one, Josh Trank, the director, obviously, you know, took cue from Chronicle and some other things he's done and tried to make it his own. And then something happened. Um, I don't know about you guys. I, I wouldn't. A lot of people gave it like two or three out of tens. I would say five out of ten is like a fair. Yeah. Like, I'd, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would say I'd, that I'd also say, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I'd say it's solid five out of ten. I wouldn't go six because of reasons we're yeah. going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But I mean. You know, like, going to the movie, like I said before, uh, people gave it a really bad rating, and, uh, you know, like, it, it started off pretty well. It started off as a really good superhero movie, to be honest with you. Mm. you know? I, I agree. Like, I honestly wished that Marvel, the Marvel name or Fantastic Four wasn't attached to it at all. Like, I really, and I keep on saying this to everybody, I really wish it was his own standalone hero movie, like Han, like like Hancock, for instance, you know, where it's just like, these four people that get these powers and now they have to live with them because if it was by itself a standalone story that wasn't attached to Fantastic Four, wasn't attached to Marvel, just about these four people that become this, it probably would have been great. Well, you know, just because of that. They, they have a movie that's that. It's called Chronicle. It was already made. Yeah, and there's also a good Fantastic Four movie everybody can go see. It's called The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a, it's well, the same uh, premise, isn't it? Except for the whole yeah. you know adoption thing, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, you, you didn't see uh, Pixar kick up a huge storm about adopted children. No. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so going into the movie, um, you know, like, it started pretty well. Like, you saw Reed Richards as a kid and, you know, like, uh, seeing how smart he was. I really like how he kind of, like, like sunned the teacher. And the teacher was, I hate that the teacher was making fun of him for, for being a smart student. He's like, oh, are you working on your flying car? No, I've stopped working on that. It's like, why would you berate your student who's doing well? You know, he's obviously interested in science and working on things. Why would you make fun of him? Like, ah, screw it, nerd. You talking about your weird flights of fancy? Like, probably because you're, uh, you're Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those yeah, Dan, Dan Castellaneta is the teacher. Oh, Dan yeah. oh shit. I thought he was familiar. I didn't even look in it, at it Dan too much. Castell- Always weird to see him in a live action yeah. role when you know that he's friggin' Homer Simpson and Krusty the Clown. And the genie <laughs> in one of the Aladdin movies. Oh, okay. was, was, was that um, uh, was it the one with the King of Thieves? Was it that one? Uh, yeah, whichever one was the second one. No, no. Yeah. It would be Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar. That, yep. that was him. Yep. Um, yeah. see, see this movie is so great we've had to switch gears to other movies that's how good Fantastic Four hey, you guys Four remember is. those direct-to-video Aladdin sequels weren't they better than this yeah. <laughs> oh my god those were at least 6 out of 10s absolutely and, you know, and was, one of them had Robin Williams so it was okay yeah you know what was, was like uh, was alright though the, the Lion King ones that were released to straight to D I mean I guess the one and a half is alright Lion, Lion King 2 is like total butt cheeks oh my god the one, one and a half is pretty good I, I didn't see one and a half. I need to did get they, on that. Did they, did they ever do like like a Mulan straight to straight to video? Because I love Mulan. Oh, yeah, yes, like they Mulan too, isn't there? Yeah, what? I think there was, was a Mulan too. Yeah, yeah. Really? I remember seeing what? something about it. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> <laughs> be a man. <laughs> we must be swift as a skirting. Be a man. So, so, so man. yeah, uh, we <laughs> see Mr. Fantastic as a young food. kid. <laughs> and he's getting ribbed in school, and and this is one thing that that took me out of the movie, to be honest with you. Kid that smart, not going to be in regular school. Uh, Absolutely not. I well, I mean, it, was, it, it, I mean it was it was a different time, and who knows, like where, like what state he's in. Not all states have you know really good education for children. So he's in New, he's who in knows? New Jersey, right? Is he? Uh, yeah, he's in I don't, yeah, he's in Jersey. Yeah, yeah he they um. I remember, like, the cars in the junkyard had Jersey license plates. So I just assumed. Joyzy. And then, um, you know, the Baxter building's in New York City, and, like, they drove there, like, over a bridge, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I just kind of assumed it was Jersey. Um, maybe maybe Long Island. I mean, the, the land of using N64s as processors is. is <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. That was, I was, really, like, that was so great. Oh, like, that doesn't make any sense using a PS4. I mean, I guess that's what he had at the time. <laughs> PS4, PS, I mean, the N64 was, like, the uh, most powerful thing at the time. Yeah, yeah the, the pinnacle of computing like, hardware. I love it because as smart as he is, he's still a kid, so he, he pans over and you see the N64 controller and the yeah. console plugged into his server rack. I was like, that is amazing. A rack a rack of 64s. Yeah, yeah and also how uh, I love how, uh, I forget, it's either Tim or Eric, uh, Awesome Show, was, was, was his uh, dad. And and he just didn't understand how how smart he was exactly. Well, he, he wasn't he wasn't the dad. He's the stepfather. Stepfather, stepfather. Yeah. That was that was a huge thing for me because like we've all seen the the preview and we all see like in the trailer where Reed and Ben are like hanging out and they blow the power for like the whole neighborhood. And when I was watching that, I was like, I swear to fucking god, if that is Reed's real dad, I'm done. Like that's the, for me, that would be the breaking point. That would make it be from a five out of ten to a three out of ten. 
We are big wow. fans of Nathaniel Richards. Yes. Nathaniel Richards is awesome because he just like, I mean, essentially he pals around with uh, Howard Stark through time and space. He's like they're like and they, the they fight Nikola Tesla. Yeah. It's a whole. It's a whole. It's to a do. whole awesome thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> they fight. They fight Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Fu- yeah, it's awesome. And Tesla's called the Night Machine. Yeah, the Night Machine. At Tesla. I'm almost offended, but it's crazy. When they were like, "Oh, stepfather," I was like, "Okay, that's that's cool. I'm fine with that." Everyone, like, calm back down. We we can we can watch the rest of this movie. I'll allow it. It's a stepfather. Um, and. Yeah, to to your point, yeah, he doesn't understand what's going on on with him. Not a lot of people do. I think Ben Grimm was the only one who kind of sort of got what was going on with Reed, but you know he's not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, anyways. But yeah, uh, Menorah. Menorah. We're forgetting uh, the thing is Jewish. Uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. yeah. They and so, they actually I, what I did like about this movie, which you know we'll go into broader strokes as we you know move down the uh, the line here. But uh, when we see Ben Grimm, he has a menorah in his house. Yep, nice, You're nice right. little touch. They don't really make a huge mention of him being Jewish. I mean, because like, I guess it's not too huge a part of his character, but he is notable for being one of the uh, few Jewish guys in comics, yeah. next to I guess Kitty Pride and Moon Knight. Wait, Kitty uh, Pride's for, Jewish? I forgot. I forgot. Oh Moon yeah, Knight Kitty, Kitty Pride, what? total, uh, total Jewish. Yeah, total Jewish. Like it's not not like a not like a big deal, but if you ask Brian Michael Bendis, he'd tell you it's a it's a huge deal for someone like him. Michael Bendis. Yeah, um, I don't. They they made a big deal out of it, kind of in the eighties when Excalibur went up against like the like a Nazi group of the, like and like evil parallel counterparts to themselves. I think was the first time I ever noticed it when I was reading that. Um, but same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't they don't make a big deal out of uh, I guess religion too oh, much. And Ma- Magneto too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Magneto. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. How can we forget oh, yeah. about that? <laughs> we cannot forget that. Yeah. The most needs- famous one of them all. He needs yeah. his own movie, to be honest with you. Like, what's going on with that? There was a rumor a while ago that Magneto was going to get his own standalone it's movie. It's not going to happen. It's never I mean, happen. we got Wolverine standalone movie, and it was yeah, awful. But like, yeah, <laughs> but then it came back, and it was like, okay. And now, hopefully, it'll be good. Um, one can Although, the, uh, to, yeah. uh, th- there was one thing that bothered me about seeing Ben Grimm's childhood. And while it was a nice touch that they, you know, they had him kind of grow up and like, sort of, you can tell it's a rough kind of environment. Like, like his brother is probably in a gang, but only maybe sort of, <laughs> you know. Um, it's that his brother's an asshole. Yeah. And I'm, oh I'm yeah, very, the whole is clobbered. Yeah, exactly. I'm very not okay with that. Um, because a huge part of the reason why Ben Grimm and the Thing is such like a like a good guy. It's because he grew up in this environment on Yancey Street, and his brother was in a gang. And, you know, g- gangs tend to get you mixed up with the wrong kind of people, but Danny Grimm was always the kind of guy who would look out for his little bro and tell him, you know, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You know, you got to be yeah. a, a good man. You know, and, of course, he at a young age, he dies in a gang war. And it really puts Ben on the path to, to being the man that he becomes. Um, so to see him just be like a dick... And that's where its clobbering time comes from is kind of a, an odd slap in the face for a movie that takes enough time to put a prop there to be like, oh, hey, you know, the thing is Jewish. We know that, too. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, I think, also I, I really think that's from the like... director. Because uh, Josh Trank, the director, is Jewish. He's actually grew up in, like, Beverly Hills or something like that. And uh, right as he went to school, he was one of the few Jews that were there. So, oh. I think that's why he relates. Like, if you, if you watch, like, I mean, the few things that he's done, there's a lot of things that he can personally relate to and feels that other people can relate to as well. 
So I think that's why he made a point to stick that in there is because it's more of a reflection of like himself in there. Oh. But I could be completely wrong. You never know. <laughs> and also the, the, just, the, the whole, like the whole like, like, like Forrest is clobbering time thing like kind of irked me. I was like, oh, yeah, because that's the things that are uh, catchphrase yeah. here. Uh, and, you, uh, yeah, and, you, and you had a, and you have an establishing shot of it saying Grimm outside of the, uh, that, that junk shot um, with, with lights on it. So we know, oh, okay, we're about to see the thing and his, his origin and all this other stuff. And, oh, God, I don't know. A couple of things in this movie were really forced down your throat. It was like, oh, okay, this oh, is yeah. supposed to cream our parents. It's clobbering time. <laughs> that's his thing, everybody. We did uh, it. That's his what? He's going to say it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, Foreshadowing his sin. Oh, because his brother bullied him. His brother bullied him. And now, it's okay, he's going to say when he gets older because he's going to take it as his own thing. But anyway, yeah. And it was it was weird that they, it kind of seemed like they had they had a weird friendship like growing up. It was really weird. It's just like, hey, you get out of get out of that truck in my my parents' like, junkyard. What are you doing here? Don't oh, kill me. You're that kid from that from my class. Like what? Yeah, I'm making the thing. You want to like see it? Uh, sure, cool. All right, let's go. I just need a part. Okay, I'll give it to you. Cool. I'm like, what? I mean, that's, 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 like, like, how long is this going to go on for? That's what you do in your kids. It's like, oh, I'm building a teleporter. All I need is this thing. You want to see it? Fuck yeah, I want to see it. I'm like. 10 years old. I want to see a teleporter. Hell yeah. I think also like a lot of the chemistry in that movie was just completely just off. You know, it's like, yeah. I think we commented about before, but basically, yeah, like just the chemistry was just completely weird. Like, like Reed Richards and Ben didn't seem, even when they made him like older and like Reed is going to school, they didn't make him seem like they were close buddies yeah like you know? I, I think the best chemistry happened in the first five minutes of the movie where like i believed that uh like little reed and little ben were like buddies like you know they had a pretty good dynamic yeah absolutely on. um but after that yeah. it was just kind of like it was really like the none of the the actors had chemistry with themselves it seemed like they they really should have included a scene where ben protects him from bullies yeah i feel like that would have been well well he kind of protected him from his family you know yeah, because he was like, you know, because like uh, his mother t- told Grimm to go out there, you know, and see, see, see what's going on. And he's like, all right, well, like, you know, like, be quiet. OK, let's, let's go. Let's sneak out and go to your cool yeah. science experiment thingy. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could but say yeah, you're saying there should have been like a, like a bigger buildup. I mean, you know, in, in the main comics, they meet as college roommates and, you know. Ben's always got his back because he's always got his nose in a book. But in Ultimate Fantastic Four, which which this movie is based on, the the first couple of pages of the book are are Mister Fantastic or I guess Kid Reed getting a swirly in a toilet, and then Ben Grimm busts into the bathroom, knocks some heads around, and brings him home. Yeah. So you know, within just a couple of pages, they establish that is the relationship that they have as friends. Um, and I think they they could have just as easily shown that here. Uh, to get right to it. I mean, not that this was done poorly, granted. Um, I just think that it could have been done, I guess, differently. Yeah. And more streamlined. Like, they didn't have to kind of give you the runaround where he's hiding out in a junkyard. So, I got, I got a question for uh, for um, Greg and, and Casey. Um, it might be a stupid question, but I'm just kind of curious. In the comic, uh Visible Woman and Human Torch, they are really brother and sister, right? Not one is adopted at all. They're really, right, like, they're really blood related. They're really brother and sister. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, like wondering, was that whole, like, her being adopted even necessary? You know what I mean? So, it's like the, the whole thing is, um, and, like, I, in preparation of this, I did a lot of, um, as we kind of said last time, um, 
the Josh Trank was on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. So I've been listening to a lot of that and trying to hear like where he got a lot of his inspiration stuff. And he literally just wanted Michael B. Jordan to be the human torch. Cause he wanted to work with him again is what it sounded I like. Figured it, I figured it was something like that where it's like, yeah. he's the only guy that fit the bill to be Johnny storm. Well, you I mean, know, so I mean, like, he, he like, if you think about it from like an acting standpoint and you take like erasing everything out of it, you think, yeah, like he's, he, he could very well have been a great human torch. Um, had he had the chance to actually, you know, be himself and, and yeah, be kind of a act. jackass. Yeah. Um, instead of what kind of transpired in this movie. Uh, and I think that, like, I don't know why he chose Kate Mara. Like, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. But I know that he wanted Michael B. Jordan. And he even ran it by Stan Lee. And that was, like, a big thing. He's like, Ugh, I don't really? Because really, this, yeah, Stan Lee was like, who? And he's like, you know, you see Chronicle, the black guy. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Like, I don't say why not. I, I sincerely doubt that Stan Lee has seen Chronicle. Hey, hey, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, I think Chronicle would, would, yeah, I think Chronicle would be up some Stanley's alley. You know, yeah, fantasy, sci-fi. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I like Chronicle. It was a good movie. I wouldn't see why Stanley well, would be like, oh, that's kind of like something you know you took from you know the comics. You know, like it would, it would seem like. Uh, well, was Chronicle a comic? I don't know. No, it wasn't. It was. Um, it's the comic book movie that has no comic book. I guess is what, how I would describe it. Uh, um, but I mean, it kind yeah, of falls. It kind of falls in Stanley's storytelling kind of motif, right? Like, it's really a story about men and monsters at its core, where three yeah. kids get powers. Um, one of them dies, and the other two. One of them really is like the center of morality, while the other one becomes corrupted by the power and ends up kind of going crazy. Right. Seduced by the dark side of the force. Well, I'm just I'm looking at it from Stanley's <laughs> an, an old man perspective, you know, where I just I just don't see this guy sitting through a movie be like, ah, you know, when I was younger, you know, we did superheroes very differently. Yeah, you know, it's also it's also a matter I think of staying current for him, because yeah. you know someone's gonna like bring up kind of a point similar to what I said. It was like, yeah, you know, you saw this movie Chronicle and they really kind of took like your kind of motif and like they put it together. And what do you have to say about that? And was he going to be like, I didn't see that movie. Or even no, if he didn't I mean, watch it, the whole I, thing, he probably watched it's, it's like, the, a little bit. Uh, you know, it's also like, you know, if somebody went up to him and be like, so Stan, what do you think of uh, Dr. Octopus taking over Peter Parker's life and being Spider-Man? He'd be like, what, what are they doing? Oh, he, like, he would just say it was fantastic. I, th- I feel like that's his, he just he just goes right into huckster mode, just yep. like oh you know I I love what these the new kids in the bullpen are doing these days. <laughs> and the bullpen, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, oh my god. So so Stan, uh, Stan's so, great. I love him. Okay, so, so part of the movie that that, that, that got to me was uh, okay. So they, so they grew up. They uh, <laughs> they get recruited <laughs> pretty quickly. They get recruited pretty quickly. I mean, what were like? Well, like, what were they doing in the, in that high school? Was that a high school or a college? It was a college, right? That that was high school. What, yeah, that was that high school. They, they had like the, all the, crazy the science fair to. and everything. Oh yeah, you mean yeah. yeah? They were so they were like they were doing the Dawson. They were like thirty years old in high school. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah, and then they get recruited, and they get to college, and and now that they're, they're building this machine to go through another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. Yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, like, so there are some things that they kind of like. It's very interesting what this movie keeps in terms of like you know the the Fantastic Four mythos from the comics and the things that they just choose to ignore. So like Casey was saying, like you know. Uh, Ben's brother being like a good guy and yeah, like being kind of like a tough guy, but it's a heart of gold. And that's where Ben learns a lot of his, like his morality and they keep Dr. Doom and Mr. Fantastic going to college together. Like, it's just so weird. 
Yeah, essentially, because, you know, they're more or less college age when they're doing this. Um, and they're forced, they're, they're put in an environment where they are forced to work together. Yeah. Um, although I, I will say something else. I absolutely hate that this movie makes the same mistake as the other Fantastic Four movie. And for whatever reason, I can't wrap my head around it. Why do people think it's a good idea to make Doctor Doom have romantic feelings for the Invisible Woman? It, because, I, because I think like they, they try to humanize him because Doctor Doom is so fantastical. Well, doesn't he though in the comics? No, I'm I pretty mean he sure has he a he's now. got he's got respect for her. Obviously, he's one of the the few people that he respects. Obviously, he doesn't give a shit about Richards. Right. He still hates Ben Grimm because he knew them from college. He thinks Johnny's just a kid. Right. But the Invisible Woman, who he has notably said, you know, on on a couple of occasions, she's like the most powerful member, you know, and he, he like respects her resolve. Like he has like an actual respect for this woman. But in the same kind of way that he has a respect for people like Storm or, you know, I guess other women of demonstrable power. But nothing, I've never seen anything really, like, romantic kind of, like, turn around with him. So, like, I've never seen him, like, offer like, a, honestly, a challenge I, or, like, I think dinner. Honestly, I think they do that in movies to kind of appease the lady crowd you know like if, if a, a lot of a lot of a lot of no seriously a lot of movies lady if you look at them they have these forced romantic things in them and they think that's what women like and that's what women want i mean let's let's look at you know the tv show the flash i mean i like the flash but it's got all these like romantic moments in them that can really do without really do without and then when you go on on, on this season on barry in the friend zone no seriously yeah. and then when you, when you go on the social media uh for the flash you see a lot of females commenting how they really love that part of the show. They're like, please, more of that next season. We want more of that, yada, yada, yada. So I think writers and uh, certain bigwigs look at that and say, huh, we need to put that stuff in our movie because we can get that demographic, we can get that crowd, and you know, and they'll give us money. And that's where we're going to make more money in this movie. But yeah, it, se- it seems weird. I mean, he's all like creepily in love with her, and she's just like, dude, like it's not... It's it's not a thing, bro. It's not going to happen. He's just it like, doesn't. I'll, yeah, I'll but keep see, on, on on one hand, you are a hundred percent right that that they throw romance elements into these superhero movies to to keep a female you know demographic. But here, it doesn't amount to anything. It serves no purpose. It's not real. It's his motivation for joining the think tank. Yes, it's part of his motivation for disliking Reed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you roll to the end of the movie, it has nothing to do with his motivations for being a bad guy. Um, which at least it sort of did in 2005. Um, I mean, well, I mean I, I you know, like I, a lot I've of things read, in this movie didn't make sense. Well, I mean, I've, I've, well, yeah, I've read I, some I, comics where, like, it seemed like Doom had romantic interest with Sue. Like, uh, it was 1602, he kept her locked in a glass tube. With like what? no clothes at all, yeah, um, that was like really messed up. He kept Johnny in this like waterfall room where it was just everything was always wet, so he could never actually like catch himself on fire because he was just always wet. That's awesome. Um, with Ben Grimm, he kept him in the, like this tiny enclosed space, so he couldn't gather the momentum to punch his way out of it. He was just stuck, and like he ended up breaking up by nudging to each side little by little as hard as he could, and gave himself some wiggle room to a point where then he could punch out. Um, and I don't remember what he did. I think he might have killed Reed. I don't remember what happened. 
but um, <laughs> he killed the Queen of England. Just, I know that much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what happened to Reed. I don't. I want to say he was dead, but I, do, I honestly don't remember. But he I remember that he, he had like Sue locked in this glass tube for his viewing pleasure. Wow, kind of like Mr. Freeze, except uh, a bit more uh, erotica. Yeah, Nora. Um, <laughs> and I remember in um, in. In Secret Wars now on Battle World, he has like Sue by his side at all times. Yeah, what? So I really? always kind of like I've like, I've yeah. I never read a lot of Fantastic Four. I read a lot of the Hickman stuff, but that was about it. But I always just kind of assumed that like Sue Storm was just kind of like the the Marge Simpson of the Fantastic Four. What is she like, doing next to him in Battle World? Is she like his paladin or something like that? She's like she's, his buff. She's like, his courtesan, bro. She is yeah. like straight up like my love, like yeah. this, this, and that. Yeah. He's basically what? stolen Reed's life in that story. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know if he actually loves the Invisible Woman so much as he is attached to the idea of taking everything of value of Reed's in this world that he himself created. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I don't know. I guess it's always just been like mixed signals. I guess. Coming well, out I mean like, we'll see because like, it's only five issues are out, but right. you know. Well, I mean like every like obviously everyone knows Namor is like just head over heels for Sue. Just like, Full creep mode on that guy. Yeah, but Doom, I always thought there was something going on. I think they they really push the limits, A, just for like the ladies in the audience, uh, but B, to create more. There must be something that, that wasn't there before. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> it's Disney. You know, though, like, it, it is true. Like, it, the way, like, those Hollywood bigwigs see us is super apparent, and I hate to bring up another bad movie, but in Pixels, for instance, like... I'll, to follow me on this, like in Pixels, like that horrible, like Adam Sandler uh, t- uh, right, movie. Yeah. Oh, we like know what this, you're talking we know about. What Pixels is. Everyone <laughs> knows what Pixels is. No, I just want to. I just want to basically just get it out there that it's horrible, or I think it's super horrible. Even I haven't seen it, but in that they pretty much have like the heroes, like the guys who play video games are nerdy dudes. They're pretty much your quintessential geeks that technically don't exist as much anymore, or aren't as big as anymore. Like they just live at home. They're single. Really I hate nerdy. that. That's the Hollywood thing. It's like, oh god! It's and not... Hollywood still thinks that's what that's who goes see these movies. They still Hol- believe that's who yeah, goes see the Hoosier movies because those people are like they're in their fifties. They're like fifty-year-old old people who are like, all right, we need to do a movie. Uh, we need some nerd part. Oh, Adam Sandler's movie, the Pixels and stuff. Oh yeah, the nerds are guys in their basement because that's how it always is and always will be. No, it's like have you have you like have you been on Twitch.tv? Have you seen, like, big tournaments? Have you seen what nerds look like? I mean, what was it? One of my coworkers was like, dude, you're a nerd? You stream and, like, you know, you are on, like, you have a blog? Like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, dude. He's like, but you go to bars and stuff. You I'm can't like, be a nerd. You like soccer. Yeah. Dude, Ronda a Rousey's a nerd. Ronda, uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Female Femme Pfizer. She loves Vegeta. She loves Pokemon. She played all the Pokemon games. She played Pokemon Stadium. You know, it's like, she's a nerd. When I used to do, like... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like, back in the day, like, all the guys I rolled with, they're all nerdy sons of bitches. Like, before someone would tap out, somebody would scream, there could be only one. You know, it's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Every Super time like I got Johnny. choked out, there could be only one, and then I would tap. It's like... Oh, what's really cool ner- about, about Rhonda is that she, when she was a teenager, she actually used to be a moderator in a Pokemon uh, internet forum. Like, that's how much of a nerd she is. She even, she even said that she would love to get animated and get at Vegeta. She was like, I would, she was like, I would totally go cartoon for him. I don't know what that means, but Vegeta, Vegeta's my boy. Like that's that that's that's who it is, Vegeta. And I'm she, pretty sure she's she's taller than he is at the very least. I mean, <laughs> everyone's taller than he is. Let's let's not kid ourselves. He's like four feet tall. Krillin, yeah, he, Krillin is it? <laughs> He's yeah, a manlet. That's true. 
Yeah, Hit Up Hollywood is just run by uh, these these people who have no idea what we want, and hence like this movie. Like there are certain things in here, like this whole like like the love scene. I mean, everybody that I've talked to agrees. Like that that love scene stuff isn't in there for us. It's not there for the comic book fans. It's not there for the guys. It's in there for the ladies. You know, I mean, I know I know I know ladies who are comic book geeks, who are gaming geeks, who don't read comics, some who do read comics, and they even say, oh yeah, all that love stuff is like really weird. And I, it's really jarring because when it happens, it's just like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be for me. And these these are the, are, are the girls that I talk to. I'm just like, what do you think about this? You know, getting your perspective. They're like, well, it's nice. But I mean, I ha- they've literally said I have TV shows and movies just for that. So to see it in a superhero movie and action movies that, where it's really out of place, like it's it just feels really jarring. Because they can go ahead and see a romantic comedy or a romantic movie and literally just go see that if they want to have a cry for that day or something like that. So so they don't like it. So I'm just like, okay, so who are they making it for? Like, Dr. Doom is all like, mm, okay, uh, yeah, like, mm, I'm going to be a part of this whole thing now because I, I, I love her, you. And she's all like, dude, uh. like... It's, it, it was so awkward. Was it awkward to watch for anybody else? I'm like, this, this is so... Yeah. Dude, that whole when, movie is when, awkward. When Dr. When Doctor Storm was walking towards the door and he's like, is Sue going to be there? I was just like, <laughs> oh! Yeah. The people next to me, I'm pretty sure, turned around to look at me because I groaned so loud. <laughs> it's so and, and let me tell you something else. Only a couple of minutes later when they're standing around and they're like, oh, look at Dr. Doom here. Same thing. Yeah. Just, I could... I just... No, like... Who's writing this schlock? Yeah, it's pretty... Dude, it's being paid millions that. of dollars to write this garbage. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, uh, on the subject of, of the Doctor Doom, like when the in the scene we're in the boardroom and they're and they're looking at papers and stuff, and they're like, "Who is this uh, Doctor Doom guy?" I was like, "Really? You're gonna throw him in like that? Like <laughs> that's who introduced Doom? Uh, he's a very smart uh, guy from Latveria." And then we see him, and he's like, "This d- <laughs> what? Yeah, what about him is remotely European?" Uh, his, his no, what you know what bothers me is that he's a British act, he's a British actor. Right. What bothers yeah, me is he's like a he's a British man. actor. Why is he speaking with an American accent? He should have been speaking in his British. What accent. bothers me is that is that Kate Mara as the Invisible Woman has one accent scene where she's like, "Oh, I'm from Kosovo." She gets more of an accent that than Victor was Von Doom, really an actual European guy in this movie. And yeah. it wasn't necessary. Like, it wasn't on. necessary for Brenda to say she's like from Kosovo, from anywhere. She has been like. Oh yeah, I was adopted in Boston. That you know, like just that. That's all it was needed. That's it. <laughs> and you know, I think I think she said that she did grow up somewhere in America, so that explains why she doesn't have an accent. I'm just like, okay, so right. we're explaining her origin, and then we're explaining why she doesn't have an accent. Now we're comfortable. Movie continues. What? Like, <laughs> what? Who's writing this? Who's putting this? Yeah, thing and it, and the, it's the same. That same scene is like has the it's the one reference to her being adopted, and it's like people got up in arms about this. For one line in the fucking movie, yeah, I, I think yeah. It, I think it was weird a whole controversy about how uh, I don't know if you guys saw the YouTube video of these two shock shocks in Atlanta who got to interview the cast, and uh, this one guy was just like, "Well, in the movie, you guys were adopted, right? Well, am I missing something here? Because you're white and you're black." And they're like, "And Michael B. Jordan's like, uh, yeah, you didn't miss anything. That's it. It's pretty much <laughs> it." And he's just like, "Well, yeah, she's adopted," and the guy just couldn't wrap his head around it. I was just like, "Oh God." Whatever. Was that that same interview where they kept like making like weird sexual things at her? Yeah, where where like uh, one uh. of the shock shocks was like uh, to telling Kate Mara how oh like uh, why did you cut your hair and she was just like because uh, they asked me to yeah for, for I'm an actor for a movie so that, I can that's what I do 
Yeah, and he was like, well, your long hair was great. I mean, like, why, why'd you do it? And she was like, well, again, I'm an actor. I'm required to do these things when they tell me to. And he's like, well, I'm just saying your long hair is great. You know, I'm more, I'm more of a foot guy. And, I, and then right, right there, the, right there, like, like so some, some official, you know, like uh, a part of the production is like, all right, this interview, thank you guys for your time. This is done. It was so awkward. So awkward. <laughs> Dave, you didn't tell us you were a shock jock. Uh, ah. I'm not a foot. First of all, all right. I'm not a foot guy. All right, so. So I'm offended by that. <laughs> the staff right, I'm not from a foot Casey. Shots fired. No, no shots fired. Just I'm okay. not a foot guy. It's the only that's the only offense I have. I'm not a foot guy. But, but yeah, I, the, love, the, the I whole... love how that's the line for Dave. That was it. Feet. That was the one. You saw, you saw it here. But yeah, the whole adoption <laughs> thing. It really wasn't a big deal, and they really didn't explain it. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't need an explanation. I really didn't care yeah. that much. It's like, okay, like, they're doing a whole new. Issue. It was. I mean. What, what, was it that way in the comic? Is there a comic that does that? But that they're adopted? Um, yeah. Not that I'm aware of. No. They've, they've I mean, well, 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 maybe. I mean, 90% of, the, 90% of the time you see the Fantastic Four, they're just brother and sister, like biological. Yeah. You don't see too much, like, things like race changing or, right. you know, identity changing where they're still related but not well, like age, like blood they, they kind of mess with a lot in it where, like, Johnny is radically younger, then he's only a couple of years younger, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, you know, like how how much mothering does Sue have to do right. in their household? Right, that kind of stuff. But but nothing as significant that we've seen here that I've ever read. I mean, like, or rather insignificant, but but apparent. Yeah, I, for a lot of rather. people too who are just like they can't wrap their heads around it. It's just like I, I don't understand what your like what the disconnect is. Is like you if you want to adopt the child, you can adopt whatever race you want. It doesn't matter what you are. So I don't, I don't understand why people are just like, well, but like, even though she's adopted, you know, they should still all be white or they should all be black. And that's it. It's like, what? Who cares? Whatever. It's like, what's the? There's no point in mentioning. Like the the only reason the adoption thing is there is as a justification to have Michael B. Jordan in this movie and still keep the idea that they are siblings. Right. And I, I actually thought that that's it. It's a, it's a means to an end. It's yeah. not meant to be like a big narrative point. No, and I, I yeah. thought the, the way they did it too was pretty ingenious. Where they made Sue be the adopted one and not that was Johnny. amazing. I yeah, that was, really that was cool. good. Uh, Very twenty fifteen. Yeah, well, I, I thought for the guy who played Franklin too, who we saw who's seen on House of Cards, like he's a pretty good actor too. So, you know, we got to kind of really see him bust out some some acting chops or as much as you can in this movie. And just not be the the barbecue guy, you know. <laughs> the barbecue guy. Yeah, his, his his acting chops are amazing. Like yeah. every time he made a point, he had the raspy low. Yeah. You know, just like we've all like you. There, there's a secret. You're more than just street racing, son. You're yeah. more than. <laughs> oh, s- speaking of that, did oh, you see God. what was on Johnny's rearview mirror? No, it was the Mario flower. The fire flower. <laughs> oh yeah, it was the fire flower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I just like that completely. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I was like, because I yelled, at him, like, oh, the fire flower, and uh, I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, I, I see what you did there. Nice. Because because More we're Nintendo. Because we're nerds, and we knew that the fire flower would turn you it. into the fire, and he's Johnny Stark. Good job, <laughs> good job, execs. Good job, movie studio execs. You, you got us. Uh, <laughs> less less got romance, us. more Mario. Oh, okay, yeah, so, <laughs> more of them Nintendo box machines. Less romance. <laughs> you got us. Hook, line, and sinker. The whole okay, the whole like racing thing was unnecessary. I mean, it built up his reckless character, but 
I mean, like, uh, what in the other movie? He he was an actor, right? He was like a stunt guy, like a stunt double or or like a daredevil, like like uh, like Super Dave. Yeah, like he was doing motorcycle stunts and what have you. Yeah, and in this one, he's just like 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 a street punk. He's like racing and shit, like shitty cars and little faux Fast and Furious. It was that was really weird. It's just like, all right, now you're doing your whole Fast and Furious thing. It's like, did you do that because you wanted to make a Fast and Furious, or we have a little opportunity right now to do that? (laughs) 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 Don't know. Anyway, so um, oh yeah, anybody find it jarring how they they discover this other dimension? They have sediment from uh, <laughs> sediment. They have sediment from this other dimension, and they they put cameras over there, and they spend a lot of time building this interdimensional device. And there's a huge buildup for this device, and then uh, like a two second montage of it just being done. So you guys remember that? Yeah, here's the whole thing about that too. That that two second montage too of this them building it, but then like they somehow become a family. Like they have that like we care about each other now kind of thing, and it's like you we're hanging out and eating Chinese food and laughing and joking. That's that's all it really takes to to become have that family mentality. It's just Chinese food and a five second montage. Yeah, it. it was it was really weird. A huge build up, them putting it together. The science yeah. goes in. Oh, and you you got a welder here. Okay, a welder. You're a welder, right? Yeah. How are you doing? All right. And then Doctor Doom's looming over, and <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, you, you can weld even with that busted Sergio, wing. What 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 you're? I I was gonna say what you're describing is the the movie in a nutshell, like entirely. It's it's all build up, and then they, you know, at the snap of your fingers. Then there's suddenly a payoff or, you know, climax. Like, you know, they do all this building up and then they rush you to where you need it for. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous, too. And I love how you pointed out the, the, the Chinese food boxes. It's like, oh, look, camaraderie. They're, they're getting it together. They're doing it together. And then, you know, a huge, huge, like, oh, it's all the blueprints. It's all the stuff. And isn't Reed Richards supposed to be the smartest mind, if not one of the smartest minds in Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, okay, he's, he's so probably, yeah, he's like top, like top two. I think it's yeah. always been in contest between him and Tony Stark. Hmm. So why in a scene was Doctor Doom? Why well, was Doctor Doom's up there too? Yeah, it, it was. I found it weird because I thought Reed Richards was supposed to be smarter than than Doom in a way, and he was. And Doom was correcting his uh, his algorithms, his uh, equations on on the board. He was, you know, like the in the whole montage it was just like, no, 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 well, I mean, no, here's how it's supposed to be. To be fair, too. Doom had worked on this project for years, it sounded like, before Reed showed up. So those were probably mistakes that, like, he had already made. He was like, huh, amateur. And it was, like, correcting (laughs) him on that that kind of front. Um, But also, like, it doesn't really... I mean, I'm kind of looking at this from a wrong point of view, but I don't think it really matters how smart you are or how much more smart you are from someone else. Like, you're always going to... You can always make mistakes. And even if they're, like, you make dumb mistakes, like, you know, like us, like, we can design things and draw things, but, like... It doesn't matter who's better. So someone who's like way worse than you can point out a mistake. It's possible, you know, hmm, that you didn't think true. of because you were probably just too wrapped up in the project. Hmm. But I mean, Doom is is like he Reed is smarter than Doom, but Doom is like really smart. I mean, the dude can like build robot duplicates of himself, and he also knows magic. And the dude can also make make a, a cloth cape and a hoodie in a dimension that supposedly doesn't have nothing. Out of nothing. Out of it's nothing. Like, Where did he get it from? That was so Where? forced. 
I mean, it, it it sucks that they lost him. It was really it was really cool when they took you know the first trip into it all. You know, they were like, yeah. "Hey guys, we're, we're we're all drunk and everything. Why don't we go? Yeah, That's let's be like the first the stupidest thing." I, I did we're like drunk. the whole setup. I did like the whole setup though uh, for that, that scene terrible. in which. No, no, I like the whole setup because they're like, oh, does anyone remember the scientist who got Neil Armstrong to the moon? No. You know, oh, yeah. like for some reason. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was really cool. I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. I'm going to go go Google that. Still didn't. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Yeah, still don't fucking know. Still don't care. But uh, yeah, they're like, oh, why don't we do it? And then he, and then Reed Richards calls up Ben Grimm. Hey, man, I couldn't do this without you, bro, man. So let's, let's not do this without you, man. We got to go into this. He's like, oh, Dude, that was time so, like, uh, like everything else in this movie, that was so fucking forced also it's like <laughs> so forced you know it's like holy god why was that even necessary you know like they could have just had it simple where ben goes with him to this thing because maybe he's good at just building shit with his hands you know it's like they could have done like something way better and more just story driven than just you don't like, think that's too much of a stretch uh, uh, that's a shot. casey went there don't make me yeah. start yeah. mic again casey. just over no, well, I I mean, I think making the thing be there, like, in a mechanical sense would have been kind of forcing things as well. Yeah. I, I would have probably done it as something like it's like he's just visiting, and then that night they decide to activate the machine, like, you know, just the night before, yeah. you know, the government test run in the morning or something. Oh, that I would have I would, I would been, I mean, been way more obvious with my reason. I would have been like, Reed what? goes, he comes with me or you don't get me at all. Boom! Done. Mm, yeah, because they, they they did start it together, but he yeah. wasn't included in the whole process. I mean, and there was when there's there was no real reason that he left other than he kind of gave a hint that Reed, you know, he's like Reed, you belong here, you know, like like this is for yeah. you. And then he and then he kind of just like you know just bothered off himself. You know, I mean, Reed didn't tell him to go. I don't think anyone told him to go, but it's just yeah. weird that he wasn't a part of the whole process. It's just like, and then he calls him in the end. It's like, dude, what? Like, what has he been doing this whole time? You've been making an interdimensional teleporter. He's like, been in bed, clearly. <laughs> he, yeah. He's just he in bed sulking. No, it literally, to make that machine took one night. He's he's returned from his trip to, with Reed dropping him off, and he's waking up. It's all the same day. That That's what I'm gathering. That's a lot of Chinese food to eat in one day. <laughs> a lot of Chinese food. And then, when they, and then when they get to the other dimension, it's all like there's like green sea and it's alive and everything. What, what do you think that substance is and do you think we'll see it further down the line? Was that supposed to represent something? Was that supposed to be something in the Marvel Universe that we've seen in some other story arc? Because the, it, it the, is... The green shit? Yeah, it did seem like it was, it was alive. You know, like it was. Yeah, man, it's the uh, well, it's in that movie with the uh, uh, with yeah, them, the, with the, them turtles, the, the Ninja Turtles, yeah, uh, turtles. Which <laughs> the movie with them which, turtles, which feeds we, into we found the secret of the ooze. It's, it's oh the ooze. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've just discovered the giant conspiracy. We got uh, Fantastic Four that goes into Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles that goes into Marvel's Daredevil Netflix TV show. It's all the same universe. Done. You're, done, you're done. putting that Saint Elsewhere plot to uh, to shame. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, no, the there's no uh, real significance. It's um, the Fantastic Four usually get their powers from you know cosmic radiation or whatever inside a spaceship, but here um, it's traveling to the what should be called the negative zone. By the way, yeah, uh, movie people, not you mean Planet the, Zero, the Phantom Zone. No. As it is in well, DC. The, well, it's kind of... It's not quite similar. Um, the, the negative zone is like a, a another dimension that's like... 
I think they first described it as where there's space here, there's stuff there. Like, it's like the total, like, physical law opposite of our universe. So there's, like, all kinds of, like, weird, like, energy and whatever all over the place. And there's this, like, creepy bug guy named Annihilus. Yeah. Who probably would have been better for this movie than Doctor Doom, yeah. if we're being Annihilus. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, 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 yeah, I thought it was weird that he jumped right to Doom. How are the women? There aren't any. Really? <laughs> Joey Tuff. There's a go big furry guy named Blastar and an evil bug guy named Annihilus, and that's pretty much it. Well, then I don't want to go there. Fuck exploration. <laughs> no, you don't. It also causes miscarriages. It's a terrible place. Terrible, terrible yeah. place, that negative zone. Wait, what? No women? Oh nah, I don't want to go there. No way, no how. You can't pay me. You know what I did like, though, about... That. Pay me a million women, not a million <laughs> bucks. You know what I did wait, wait, like... like they, they, they never explained that, um, Doom and his cape? Wait, where did his cape come from? I, I, I think, I think it's just a remnant of the, magic. Of the shuttle. Magic, magic. Right? I thought it was just a remnant of the shuttle, of the shuttle, that just like broke off, like a tube. But I don't, I don't think there's any. Like it was like a yeah. Look at the hood. The hood is very structured. I mean, we're never going to watch it ever again. Let's be honest. But if it's ever on TNT and like that scene happens to be on, look at the hood. It reminded me of just like um, like I don't know, like the the tubing that you go in with like in a hazmat area or something like that. The the cape sure, they did try to make it seem like, like it was cloth. A... Yeah, so I thought it was just something that broke off the ship or something like that or something to that extent. But yeah, I mean, why would you make a hood at, like at, at that point? Like, what what good does that do you? We're we're asking ourselves these questions, As and it's also like you're a scientist. Why are you touching this green stuff? Wow. <laughs> Ooh, it's shiny. You're not that drunk that you're going to touch this weird green stuff in another dimension. Yeah. That, that I mean, what, what are you doing? He's <laughs> <Even laughs> drunk. I still want to sit there and be scientists about it, though. Yeah, I, I love how he was just kind of uh, intoxicated by it. He was like, it's, it's calling to me. It's yeah. Can you hit it? Can you all hit it? No, dude, we can't. The dark, dark side of the force. Dude. Yeah, like... <laughs> well, did anyone else feel like Aladdin in this, and and Doom is Abu, and she's like, "Don't ah, uh, the Cave of Wonders, <laughs> touch nothing but the lamp." <laughs> That's pretty much what infidel. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So the other dimension was the Cave of Wonders. It probably had some other treasures they could have explored, but they shouldn't have touched it. And here mm. goes Doom <laughs> touching it. it up for everyone. And then once he does, yeah, the whole thing goes ballistic. God damn it! It is the Cave of Wonders. Resolved it. It's all yeah. Aladdin. That's twice the ripping off Aladdin. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let's let, let's let's talk about how how Doom looks now. Everybody, uh, everyone's everyone's so, a big fan about how Doom. Looks. Oh no, yeah. You know, so, you know, like, uh, no, before we do that, though, the thing I want to point out. Sure. So before we do that, the thing I want to point out is um, which I thought was pretty neat was that they couldn't control their powers and they needed the suits to control their powers. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Like the John, like John, like the Human Torch, he really couldn't stop being on fire until they gave him the suit. You know, I thought that was pretty ingenious. I don't know why. I just like that that they just couldn't control it. It was like a muscle that just kept on going. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. It would have been nice if they threw a line in there where they're just like, "Have you tried not being on fire?" <laughs> I don't know. 
And it, and, no, it was, like, and it was weird how when they first got their powers, like they were all, it seemed to be they were all in pain. Like Reed Richards was all stretched out and everything. And he's all like, yeah. ah! oh God, what is this? My skin. So I like, <laughs> so I love that. Like the, the one thing that I would say that I loved about this movie is that whole scene with Reed and how he doesn't know what's going on. Everything's blown up. Everything's on fire. And he just focuses on Ben. Like, fuck everyone else. Like, go to my childhood friend. And you can, like, the way Ben's yelling and the way they got that voice to sound, you could tell he is, like, scared and in pain. And that was... Out. And it was, like, it, it yeah. got me. Like, it was, that part Seriously, was really well done. Like, that is what I would have expected out of this director on this project is just, like... You know this this pure horror, and he looks back, and his leg is stretched like way longer than it should have been, and he just like faints from just the shock of it all. Um, and, and for me, I think the thing, despite the terrible CG in some scenes, was well done, and the voice wasn't like quite what I was thinking. It was so close, but it was just it just fucking worked. You know. Yeah, I, I did like how, how they did him, and it was weird that you did get the sense that, oh, he doesn't have skin anymore, he has rocks, because when he was getting into the, the, the teleporter... The rocks are falling on him. Yeah. The rocks, rocks are falling on him. Oh, rocks are just flying towards me. Oh, God, this is my origin story. Yeah. It's wacky. It's really wacky, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, my God, like like Johnny Storm just catching on fire. I was like, oh, my God, there were children in this theater. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was great. I mean, he was all... Dude, yeah, he was all like, like screaming and shit, and he was all like, ah! I was like, what? I mean, I'm an adult. You don't, you don't see here. like a you don't see like a burned corpse, but you see like a burned out like spacesuit that you know blink and you'll miss it. It almost looks like it could have been him just lying there dead. Yeah. And he's screaming in pain. I was like, what? Yeah. And then when he and when he has his powers too, he's like still screaming. He's like, I'm on fire. What the? What in the holy hell is this? <laughs> what? Yeah. What is this? He's like, oh no, the rapture happened. And I got left behind. Uh! <laughs> he's on, <laughs> and he's on fire. Feels like my skull's yeah. on fire. And then, de- and then, fucking <laughs> ghost rider comes out of nowhere. Oh uh, god, I'm terrible. But uh, yeah, and then Sue's just like chilling. She's all going in, in and out of invisibility. She had it like, like she didn't have it that bad. Everybody was all like, ah! and then she's all just like, mm, sleep, I'm chilling. She, she didn't wake up. Was like, oh wow, this is well, yeah. This I mean, all and she, she wasn't there was either. You know. Like she just got like an extra blast of radiation that came through, so who knows? She what got would a bunch if of she was wind. actually there. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you guys think they kind of phoned that in because they're all in the other dimension, including Doom? And I was like, wait a minute, how is she gonna? Oh, okay, the thing blows up and then she gets it, caught it by felt the like that. Yeah, yeah, it felt like that. They just threw it in there like shit. How does she get her power? Uh, let's have her try to bring them back manually. Yeah, and then when they come through, it explodes radiation and she gets the power. Yeah, you know, like, there are seriously... other. There are other people in that building. Shouldn't they be like the Fantastic Twelve or eighteen or? Yeah, but she was the only one know? that went to the room to get him back. In though. the room, yeah, supposedly. Black oh. blast radius. No, yeah. but you saw the shockwave, uh, didn't you? They, they cut away. They see it like shoot out of the building. Well, may- maybe it does, no. and we will see that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to point this out right now, guys. They have not canceled the Fantastic Four sequel. <laughs> Just saying. Of of course will not. We, they've, they, they, see, they've just begun. Will we see the rise of the mole man? Maybe. Maybe he oh, gets God. his mole man powers from being in a sewer. They actually they they killed the mole man in this movie. By the way, did they? The uh, the government guy. Oh, yeah. that's Played by the guy who played the uh, the, leader the leader in the Incredible, Incredible Hulk movie. Yep. You're right. If you're you right. remember, yeah, and yeah. he's oh, also yeah. the the really bad um, the really bad stepfather in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. Same guy. Yep. Uh, he is named Harvey Elder. You're right. That's the mole man. Yeah. 
And uh, Doom blew up his face. Yeah. Big did. time. Right, right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, okay, oh, okay. Did, well. did anyone uh, see where, 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 the, where the fire came from when, when Johnny Storm, Storm got turned? Because nobody else was on fire. It was probably just from the spaceship. Everything's from the spaceship. That, that's my, yeah, my the, answer <clears> to you. I think his questions. capsule just basically just... Conveniently, he was in just lit up, caught <laughs> on fire. I mean, there's I a mean, lot but, of things that are very convenient about their origin story right now. The, the most ridiculous thing is just the, the rocks just bombarding Ben Grimm because they were they were so bad looking, and it seemed like they were bouncing off of him. They're fighting to get into his pod. It seemed like they the were actually actively trying to get him. Don't real close, guys. Rocks around me. Ah, save me, baby Jesus. Save me. I felt like like he was like Ricky Bobby in a pod. Yeah. Like, oh, the rocks. Oh, the rocks are everywhere. And then like you know, Johnny Storm's all on oh, fire. And then Doom's just like you know screwed. He fell into the ooze and became the Joker and a Ninja Turtle. And then uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is Batman. Look, he fell into the green. He's Jack Nicholson falling into the green vat. There he goes, coming out to be the Joker. Yeah. My God, yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, Reed, you ever yeah. dance with the doom in the pale moonlight? <laughs> well, how do you guys feel about uh, the thing being contracted by, by by the government because they have to swear their allegiance to them? Yeah, because uh, through us, the government, we will allow you to build your mach- interdimensional machine, and through that, you'll be allowed to restore you know your normalcy again. You know your human selves. It's like I mean, if you had, I mean, you have powers. Screw the government. Yeah, but like at the same time, too, is they're they're still kids. They're 18, 19 years old, they're supposed to be. Like, they're literally fresh into college. Like, all this shit happens to them. Someone is just like, I can help you. You're probably going to go for it. Mm. Even if you think. And, like, yeah, like, at the end, like, I mean, towards, like, when we kind of reconnect it after the whole, like, you know, Reed abandoning everyone kind of thing. Um, like, Ben knows that these guys full of shit. Like, he says it. Like, no one got me. They're full of shit. But, like, it's, you know, whatever. Like, he's already, he has a place to live. They're feeding him, right? Like, they're treating him with some sort of respect. So it's like, like, what else is he going to do? Living. Even if everybody is afraid of him. Right. And, right. you know, believably so. He's a giant rock monster. Yeah, and they, I just want to point out that <laughs> well, they did a good job designing him, too. I thought, like, despite the like, I, I, I agree. bad CG, like, he looked pretty, pretty fucking cool. A little smaller I than I did. I know. I know you and I are in the same boat. We really wish he had the unibrow. Oh man! They, I just needs, want to point like, out that, like, one of his one, missions. I just want to point yeah. out, like, on one of his missions, he had like forty casualties. So he's killed people. The thing, like, his, his missions, he literally well, killed people. It said a casualty count forty. So it's like, yeah, he, yeah. So like, of all of all of them on in that team, he's the only one that's killed people. Well, hey, half the fighting in this movie is done in the thing's archive footage. Yeah. So yeah. exactly, you know, you get what you pay for, people. Well, wasn't wasn't <laughs> Dennis <laughs> like before he became the thing? He, he was, was uh, he was an Air Force pilot. Yeah, he was, he was in the Air Force. I remember that. So I mean, yeah. like that kind of like I kind of um, was okay with that because like he has like some military service now, and like his character in the comics had some military service. And he teamed up with Wolverine. Yeah, no, it, it works. It works for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, I didn't like how yeah the, the that footage was in like a TV in the back. I was like, what is this Godzilla? Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a TV in the background, like just showing. Oh, and Godzilla's attacking, but we're going to show that on a TV screen and not on the actual screen. Anyway, back to the humans and they're talking. I'm like, what? No, like should show the thing like well, kicking ass. The CG and that was so bad. You, you, you just see Doctor Storm watching the TV, just like. 
Let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> let them let, let fight. Let them fight. Let them fight. God, that's amazing. Yeah, and another thing, uh, there's some things in the trailer that weren't in the movie, like where the thing was being dropped like, 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 like an air. Yeah, A-bomb. where they airdrop yeah. him. Yeah, and also where oh. he looked really, really massive. Like he accumulated a lot of rocks and yeah. he just became really, really big and was trying to, about to punch Doom in the dick. Like that didn't happen either. <laughs> like, what? I wanted to see that happen. Like what? That was well, looked really, really cool. I guess there's a lot of parts. Um, there was two huge action scenes that never made it to the final cut for some reason. Uh, based on like this, this everything around this movie is like an urban legend at this point. It sounds like now, or feels like that, anyways. And um, I guess there was three major action scenes that were supposed to take place, and only one of them. Which... Wait a second. Wait a second, Greg. Are you saying this movie about a team of closely guarded government secrets <laughs> is guarded like a closely guarded government secret? <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> I don't know what like so it's a lot uh, of this stuff like like some of it, it's probably one of the things that part of it's true and a lot of it's exaggerated but like there was supposed to be a three arc fight or whatever three three scene fight one of them made it through and the other two got abandoned I bet you where the thing gets dropped like an a bomb was part of a larger action scene that got abandoned and it just made a cool visual for the trailer so they kept it in that it really didn't make a cool visual made you want wanted to go see it yeah 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 but. but yeah, it was pretty gay. And then, you know, they had to all, like, get back together and everything. And they're all doubting themselves. And they're all really emo for some reason. And like, Oh, and, dude, Johnny you know, was the like most a... emo. The dude, most. I hated that. So, I hated that. So it was just like, all right, cool. Like, they chose Michael B. Jordan to be Johnny uh, because he can be Johnny. Like, he's essentially Johnny Storm in real life. Like, he, or at least that's what his, his public persona kind of feels like. And then they don't let him be that. He's just like, shut up, Dad. You don't know my life. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. You, you oh, told me God. I had a place in this world. I was made for something. Maybe I was made for this. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I hated that. I hated that so much. But yeah, like Michael B. I think, I, I, I agree. I think they got Michael B. Jordan because he can be Johnny Storm in real life. You know, yeah. he has like a very, uh, you know, he's very boisterous. He's he's loud. You know, he's funny. He's he's a guy. He's a guy you're like, oh, hey, dude, like we should totally, you know, hang out and stuff, you know, in a non-gay way. But, you know, like, you just want to hang out with the guy. You know, like, go get a beer and stuff, and he'll be, like, a really cool guy. You know what I mean? But this movie's just like, uh, what's up, sis? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to do stuff for the government. She's all like, you're smarter than that. Well, maybe I am. I just want to do it and stuff. Blah. I'm going to turn on my power now on my wrist. I was <laughs> like, what? Why? I mean, at least oh, they God. didn't make it voice activated, turning on his power, where he says Flamon. <laughs> flame on, yeah. Wait, did, didn't he say Flamon though? He I did. Think, he said at it one once. point. He did, but yeah, it was another one of those like one, another one of those forced moments in the movie. All yeah. right, guys, uh, you know, flame on. You know, it's just like I don't know. Uh, well, you got You got to say it once. I thought I know, that part still, was just like, like uh, it was somewhat forced, but it was like the least amount forced, like in my opinion. Like he said it, and it was kind of like a passing way he said it. At least that's how I took it. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like he has to say it. He's Heme Torch. But, like, yeah, that whole clobbering thing. I was like, Ugh. Or, or Dr. Doom. <laughs> Just God. Uh, I mean, at, Even, least, at least they took out the hacktivist part of his origin. You know? Thank oh, or, 
that was thank God. Thank God. Yeah. They didn't didn't, like talk about it at all. I was like, oh, thank God. I thought, big techno guy. I thought they were going to leave that in because when they first showed him, he was all like, you know, quote unquote nerded out, you know, like 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 an anti hero. You know, he had all his like Matrix screens and everything. He had like a, you know, the blinds were closed. It was dark. He had his like snacks everywhere. I was like, oh no, are they really going back to the whole? Please don't. Make him an act like oh, I'm a hacker. You know, I'm a hacker. You know Dude, Den- he's Dennis Nedry. <laughs> you know what I actually what? thought they were gonna do with him though? Remember Grandma's Boy? Uh, <laughs> JP. Yeah. yeah. That dude that talks like a robot. I swear to God, when they called him a hacktivist, and like when we first heard about it and what he was gonna do, I seriously thought they're gonna do that. He just wears like like clad leather and whatnot, or like pleather and just talks like a robot and just actually weird and awkward. I seriously thought. They're going to go that route. And when he walks into the room and sees him there, like, on the computer, I'm like, oh, no. They're actually doing it. They're actually going that way. That he's just, you know, a guy that just is really nerdy behind the computer. But they made him a bit cooler than that, which is kind of nice. Cool. And they got rid of the yeah. hacktivist part, so. Yeah, well, I, mean, I knew they had gotten rid of it when they, they actually called him Victor Von Doom. Because I think his original character name... When I heard of it, what it was Victor Dumashev or Dumashov or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was something it was really some stupid shit. Like, that. <laughs> like Victor Fontum, and I was like, all right, cool. They got the name. They're probably not going to go the hacktivist route. And they gave me a little mini heart attack when you saw the screens. And then you just kind of realize he's just depressed. So he's just playing video games and eating snacks. Like, you know, he's making little, little robot things, like little, like eye coordinated lock mechanisms. Apparently, they uh, they really had to fight for that name change. To be more like the comics. Really? Yeah. I heard about that. That it was Why would like, you have, that's so bad. Why would you have to fight for something like that? Who's running the show over there? See, I'm that's what I'm that's what I'm not sure about. Because it's like, you know, they go into it, they're like, Oh, he's a hacktivist named Victor Domashev, and all the fans are of course like, Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like Doctor Doom's the best. Like stop ruining him. You had three chances. Like it's like stop fucking it up. Yeah. And of course they're probably like, Well, you know, we should probably should probably do that. <laughs> Just, I mean, given the name change, we've already filmed the entire movie, so, yeah. you know. Wasn't there a huge thing with reshoots in this, too? Because, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I noticed half the time Kate Mara's rocking a wig, and half the time it's dyed hair. I wasn't even paying that close attention at that point. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't looking for it, but yeah. I just saw it. Yeah. I mean, you can just kind of see that she's wearing a wig, and it's like, oh, okay. Now, if you guys notice, uh, maybe it's just me, but... I saw no Stan Lee in this. Nope, no Stan nope, Lee. No Stan Lee. No Stan Lee, right? It didn't have a seal of approval. That should have been there no there alone saying that this movie's gonna suck. I mean we knew <laughs> that generally, but it's like Stan Lee's not in this. He's in every Marvel movie practically. But I, I wonder if Well, I was gonna say I wonder if he's only gonna stick to um Marvel cinematic universe stuff. Because I don't remember him being in first class, was he? X-Men I was just trying to think of that also. I don't I remember him being in that either. No, I don't and think he was in X-Men Days of Future Past either that I can think of. Right. So no, I wonder I if he's just sticking to the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Smart, Stanley. Smartly. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. He's a businessman first. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah, true believe he knows, he knows. If nothing else, he knows how to market himself. That's very fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh god! How about the uh, let's see? Let's change gears here. How about the part of the movie where Doom they, they brought Doom back through through the portal and he starts going Akira on everybody's asses where he gets thank up. you that's thank that's you. the uh, best oh scene in the entire movie. it was the best scene you he like he's, yeah. he's laying down and he gets up and uh, it's I, I hate his look he's got like the two of the LEDs for eyes and yeah. they go <laughs> you're the your your suit fused with your body and that's why you look like that audience it's like oh what are you are you just just you might as well just break the fourth wall look at us and be like hey guys. Guys, uh, <laughs> like he looks like this because his suit his suit fused with his skin, and that's why he doesn't have a he uh, just okay. Can continue the movie, guys. Keep keep it real. Like what? Like I, it was so weird. Your suit fused no, with your skin, and we're looking to rectify that. And did, anyway, moving on. But uh, yeah, so you're just, back. Just now. when you thought they couldn't make organic metal doom even worse, yeah, they do. They somehow <laughs> managed to make it worse. But you, I, I agree I with you that. entirely, though, that it is like an Akira moment. Like, when he's walking through, like, the director definitely saw Akira, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, he just walks around and crushes people. Yeah, I'm going to do that in my movie. Yeah. Doom walks through the hallway, heads explode because of his powers, and he's just walking through, and heads are exploding, and, and it's exactly like Akira. Even the part where, yeah. like, uh, armed forces come into the hallway, they shoot at him, yeah. the bullets don't hit him, and all their heads explode. It was the coolest part of the movie. And I was just right. like, Tetsuo! Canada! <laughs> <laughs> this movie could have greatly benefited from Doom becoming a new universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, the same thing in Chronicle, too, though. Like, it had a very Akira, Akira. very, like, it did. feel to it, right? So that's just, like, I guess that's just got to be, like, Josh Trank's thing, you know? Like, everything Dude, that was, just yeah, relates I- to that at some point. Oh yeah, at the at the end there, yeah, at Chronicle when he, you know, his powers were in full swing, that was totally Akira, yeah. totally oh, yeah. Akira. Oh my god, pants down. But yeah, I mean, like he yeah. goes, he kicks ass, and he's just like, you know, you're dead, you're all expanding, like heads are exploding every which way. And then I love, I just love how Thing just like wants is just charging in full blast, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, he doesn't explode the heads of any members of the Fantastic Four. If he can just walk through and do that, he doesn't do that to any of them. Like what? Like wait well, a minute. Well, he, he he wouldn't do it to Sue because he's in love with her. I wonder if he just can't do it to Reed because it's just like rubber at this point. So it just like expands and contracts. It's it's but the the way that he did the head exploding, I mean it it's almost yeah, like it's he like heats them up and then they like pop. Yeah. Because he did it to Harvey Elder, yeah, like, real right. slow. But then, I, like, when he killed the army guy and the nurse in the first hallway shot, it's, like, real quick. Well, it's also, too, at that point, he doesn't have a problem with any of the Fantastic Four. Like, he has a problem with the government. And he just wants well, doesn't to... He, so, wait, doesn't he make a point that they left him behind? I mean, yeah, he kind of says that. But all he wants to do is he wants to go back. Yeah. Like, let him go back. What's the big fucking deal? Go back. I think, like, the way I took it is since they have, like, the same power he does, they draw from the same source, maybe he couldn't do it to them. Ah, I mean, that's how like, I took like, it. Uh, like a You're giving this movie way too much yeah. credit. Yeah, and also I love how we have to try to explain the movie because it didn't explain itself. Isn't that amazing? I mean, no, you know what? Yeah, it's like where's our I no prize? We're just, yeah, we're thinking we're thinking about this way better than the creators of this movie did. Like what things do yeah. and how they should work and yada yada yada. Yeah, I mean, they really didn't think of it themselves. But, uh, it's such lazy writing, such such bad directing. I mean, I, I won't. Uh, uh, God, what was that line he said? There's no more Victor. There is only. Doom or some stupid, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's 
stupid. It's a Doctor Doom thing to say, though. It's a, yeah, it, it, I mean, it it's is, a comic yeah. booky enough line, but when you've already gone to the point where Doctor Doom is like a horror movie villain, yeah. the way that he's walking around, I mean, you don't give him cheesy stuff like that. And he's, you, could, yeah. you could have him I mean, say something like, like, this planet is my home, and it will be your doom. Like, yeah. you don't have to say, like, I'm doom. Like, that's cheating. Yeah, and I know I know he talks like that, and uh, and I love I love what they did with him. You have to Mar- hope! Yeah, in, in Marvel vs. <laughs> Capcom, because I, I love fighting games, and I love what they did with him in Marvel vs. Capcom, and he talks like that. Like, you know, consider doom merciful if you still drop breath, or... You know he'll 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 you know when you when you face off against Wolverine or an X Men he'll say mutant scum but yeah. but the way he delivered the line the way they had him say it and way the way they framed it it just looked very very cheesy and it didn't feel like Doom at all I was like yeah. okay now we're establishing that uh it's really Doctor Doom now there's no more Victor left now we have the full on villain engage fight this battle is about to start three two one go and then everybody starts going in. You know, well, we all so- more, more than that. It's like, oh wait, this is a superhero movie. We need to have a fight scene, right? Oh yeah, yeah. we forgot. Yeah, how much time do we have left? Oh, ten minutes. Talk Got about, it. So, <laughs> talk about like such a lackluster fight, too. Like, I feel like oh. at the end of Arkham Asylum was a better boss battle than. Oh, no. If I can, if I can just dial this back for a second. <laughs> yeah. The other cool fight we could have had in this movie between Reed and the Thing. Also yeah, a absolutely, botch. absolutely. That could have been a great like ten minute fight scene. It just because does them going apeshit on each other. You yeah, know, that because would be great. I mean, and and this is something that Greg and I can attest to because you know we've we've read a lot of the comics. How golden of an opportunity would have been for Reed to stretch around Ben to restrain him? Yeah, old, that's like a cla- that's hug. a classic move. Yeah, absolutely. And nothing. I mean, they even they even he even headbutts him out. Like you can't. Punch Mr. Fantastic and knock him out. So that was pretty funny too, because like <laughs> he's dodging bullets and like these. Yeah, like, he it's trains, insane. Yeah, but he can't dodge. That was stupid. <laughs> that was so dumb. And like the the, the, the CG for, for the stretching, I mean, it's really weird to take something as real as like a human being and stretch him out. I mean, to make it look good. So and they still haven't gotten it down packed. Yeah, it I mean, right. you know, they did an okay job, but yeah. to me, I was like, eh, the him dodging bullet part is really really weird, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been a really cool fight. Like, you left me behind. I didn't bet he was looking for a cue. No, I don't want to listen. And then, you know, they go at it for a little bit. And then, you know, like uh, like Johnny has to come down and and, and Sue would, would come in. Like, it would be like a whole thing where like, they kind of like start facing off. And, you know, that's where they really get themselves together and decide, all right, we can't do this. You know, we have to be together if you want to get back to the way we were, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. nope, nope. I feel like they had a lot of scenes where characters show up and there should have been, like, applause. You know what I mean? Like, yay, this is happening. But there wasn't, like, when all the, when they're in, like, the Phantom Zone and the four of them show up to fight Doom. And they're <laughs> the all Phantom like, Zone. Yes. I'm calling it from now on. I don't care. The pretty much. Just call it, just call no, it the that, Negative that, Zone. That's what I like. I like it. it, what it yeah. Phantom been. Zone. Negative Phantom Zone. zone. Oh, fine. Okay. So the Negative Zone. The Negative so Zone. The Chuck E. Cheese Zone. So they get there and, like, all four of them together, like, on screen. I feel like that should have been a really heroic scene, a really heroic moment for the movie. When we see all four of them together ready to fight Doom, that should have been kind of like the first Avengers. When we saw them all together in New York and they first get there, mm. it's a very heroic scene. I feel like that could have been the hero, the, the hero shot for this movie, and it was very, very lackluster. And oh, yeah. I mean, do, just, do, do, uh, you, do you guys remember that classic scene in Avengers where Captain America says, he may be able to beat one of us? But he can't beat all of us. No, I just I yelled. I was like, "No, I don't see that. It's so corny." <laughs> come on, yeah. Just come on. Just but wait, try no, they, to they, make they, it sound engaging. They they did that in this movie too. 
Oh, I mean, I was being sarcastic. Captain America does not say that because Avengers is actually fairly well written. Yeah. Um, well, I, in I, think, this movie, I think they say that in the 2005 version, too. Do they really? I, I feel like they do. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, didn't Captain America say something along those lines, though, about being together as a team and beating the forces of stuff and things? Yeah, but he says it in a, in a way that's not so on the nose. That's like, hey, guys, we're a team, right? And he's already had us all pinned down. But and together, just maybe we could stand against him. Like, ugh. Yeah. When, when Cap gives a speech, he gives it right in front of the Avengers. And then he gets right into the battle plan. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, he ends it with a line that says, Hulk smash. For God's yeah. sake, that is so good. And it felt like, I remember it being more heroic. When he said, whatever he said, it's like, you know what? I want to go into battle now. Fuck this shit. Let me get in there. You know? I'll die, but I'll do it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, the Even Iron Man scene, with, with uh, lines like, you know, if we can't if we can't defend the Earth, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. Like, it's a cheesy line, but, <laughs> you know, in the context of the movie, it's such a fucking badass boast. Yeah. It's great. This, you don't get that. And let's see, how, how did they beat Doom in this one again? I, I totally spaced out. I think they, they like, punch him into the light him. beam. Yeah. yeah, they push him into the light beam that he created from reasons. So him and so now, the Red Skull are hanging out in another dimension, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but even, even before we get to that, that last punch, which, by the way, is a little sad that that's all it takes to really do him in, two fireballs and a punch. Yeah. Um, they, he has them... Punch. Yeah, an invisible punch. He has them dead to rights. Yep. Like, there's... Like, how did Mr. Fantastic get out of it when he's pinned dead to the ground and stretched? Like, I don't understand. Through sheer willpower. Yeah. Come on. So what happened... Yeah, he was pinned down and he was just like, eh, I'll pull myself together, guys. He was pinned down, he went Super Saiyan, and then he believed in the heart of the cards all at the same time, and for reasons, (laughs) he won. It's just... Ugh. You see, somebody threw him a phoenix down, and then uh, drank it, and then... <laughs> God, there yeah, there's, nothing, no. there's nothing to explain that. Then Dr. Doom was like, oh no, I am defeated, supposedly, oh no. I'm suddenly unable to control every single part of the environment and your powers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's a lot better than him being put into a shipping crate and sent off in a, yeah. one of those... <laughs> God, hey, man. remember... Victor, you remember what happens when you cool down hot metal too fast, right? <laughs> Oh my god! No, I mean, I guess it's kind no, of better than that, but not, no, not really. I mean, that, that, that was a, that was a classic line. It's so good, so good. I mean, in, at least in the 2005 version, they actually used teamwork, like actual legit teamwork to take it down, take it down. Yeah, down. they they came together, and it was less awkward than this. This was yeah. so clunky and weird, yeah. and I just want to see a movie with the thing. Like thing, black just ops. just, <laughs> just <laughs> black black ops thing. Yeah, black ops thing. The thing, black ops coming soon, and then the video game. On the I bet you that'll be like a DLC to the next like Call of Duty Black Ops. Watch. Oh god, <laughs> play oh, as god. the thing. Yeah, Call of Duty black do it pre-order and play the as the thing. Yeah. At least they would have had some advertising for this movie, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I mean, in hindsight, now there's a reason why they didn't have any fucking advertising. Moratorium on reviews, the whole thing. It was a recipe for disaster from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I some might say it had a tranquilizing effect on them. Oh, <laughs> no. I've been sitting on that one for the last one hour and fifteen minutes. What? Better than half the jokes in the movie. <laughs> Were uh, there jokes in this movie? 
don't know. I think if, I think the only thing was was like where Michael B. Jordan's character was, was trying to do dibby daps and uh, Reed Richards was like trying to give him high fives and he was like what like yeah the, or like yeah like yeah. being drunk and using like the descending on the chair kind of thing like yeah you know, yeah that was like kinda, that was the only thing. Funny. Yeah, yeah, and like, and let's not forget the absolute worst scene in the movie, uh, the last five minutes, where they're naming the team. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you, oh, were you guys God. trying to get away from talking about yeah, it? Because I, I, no, I was, I was getting to it. I was getting to it. I was, I was going to say how they they spent this whole movie in a lab. It was like a lab here, lab there, and then at the end of the movie, it's just like, <laughs> congratulations, here's your prize. They don't even yeah. have the Baxter Building. Like what the fuck? Yeah, they're yeah, like and then they they made this weird thing where it's like, yeah, we call it a uh, central city, and I'm thinking to myself, God, that's not a th- thing from the no, comics. That's the, isn't that why are they? In, why did they DC pause? Comics? Yeah, it's it's where the Flash lives. Yeah, yeah, that was weird because in my head I was like, wait a minute, but this is not TC, so why do they say Central City? As far as I know, yeah. there's no Central City in Marvel because they could have called it like Pier Four or like the Future Foundation, they could have given it some kind of, like, comic book throwaway name that, you know, people would have been like, oh, yeah, I get it, I see what you did there. But it's like, wh- why would you, why would you make a point to pause and, and have the guy deliver it in that way if it's totally meaningless? That was really dumb. It's just like, well, we should call it or something. Yeah, I mean, we're a team, we should call it or something, right? And I was just like, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, we should. And I was like, please don't. I want a refund right now. Oh, uh, we should call it or something. Oh, it's pretty fantastic. Wait, say that again. I'm like, nope, don't say it. Refund. Don't do it. I'm going to refund. Don't. don't. Oh, it, there, oh, there, there, is, there is Central City in Marvel. I'm looking it up right now. Is it? Yeah. What is- it, I mean, I'm just kind of briefly going through it. But in 1946, Central City was where crooked accountant Ernest Pecker attempted to coerce businessmen to invest in phony investments. In the end, he was Pe- exposed Pecker. by the Human Torch and Toro. So, like, so not like Johnny Storm, obviously. So, it's, but, you're saying it's completely unrelated yeah. to the Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> actually, Terrible. this is saying, too, modern age, Central City, California, was the original home of the Fantastic Four. It was from the nearby rocket base that Reed Richards and other blasted off on their fateful trip into space. So, yeah. I must have missed that one in my history. Yeah, I mean, like, it's everyone just knows the Baxter Building is where the Fantastic Four is. But I guess you know what that's like. That's like a director who doesn't who doesn't know his trivia, like digging for like an Easter egg and then finding this one thing that nobody else knows. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, like a, I consider myself a pretty reasonably like a reasonably large Fantastic Four fan, of course. and I never would have pulled that one out of my ass to put into a movie. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, like, there's some stuff you put in a movie for trivia, and there's some stuff you don't. You know, an example of things you put into a movie is proper origins of your villain and proper powers. A thing you don't put in is the name of an obscure city that no one really remembers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, got you guys. Got, yeah, gotcha. You, you, you got us on the one, Josh Drank. Thanks. Thanks, you got us. <laughs> you outfanned us, you outfanned pal. Us, apparently. Uh, um, but yeah, the the naming of the team that that last scene just oh just it was a nonstop groan. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I it's like Serge said it right. You could see it coming a mile away, and when they bring it up, you know somebody's gonna say fantastic. They're gonna bring it back around, and then it's just like 
Just get it over with. Just let me leave. And something we kind of glossed over, too, and just to summarize it really quickly, is the thing really hates Reed in this movie because Reed kind of left them after he woke up and he was stretching and his friends were monsters and he didn't know what to do and he's in a government facility, so he ran away. He did what anyone to do and he got the fuck out of there. Um, and Ben really held it against him. Got the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, he, I mean, that's that's what anyone would do if they could in the in their right mind. And he went to Mexico or something, right? He went, he went somewhere fucking ridiculous. South, yeah. Um, and he never came back, which he promised uh, Ben that he would. So Ben, the whole time, has this chip on his shoulder. It's just like, you know, you left me. You know, go fuck yourself. I mean, obviously, these people can't heal me. We're just like, you know, this is the only way I can live. Which, now. which again, just just so it doesn't seem like we're knocking down the entire movie is totally great. Right. No, that that's something I really like. Spot liked. on for Ben's character. Right. Like, I, I really like. Yeah. Like, the thing was done really well in this movie, in my opinion. Uh, but at the end, when they're like, you know, with the Fantastic Four, Ben's just okay. Like, you have one little fight and he's just okay with Reed now. They're just back to being best friends. And he's still not wearing pants. And he's still not wearing pants. <laughs> Jesus. Someone get some trousers on that man. Come on. There's no need. Like I know I mean it answered the age old Mallrats question of does the thing have a you know Yeah. But just give the guy some pants. Just have he's some dignity. still walking around like a human now. Yeah. Something. No, oh, he's a rock. Rocks aren't people. That's that's <laughs> rocket. <laughs> Now we're going to have the, the people for the yeah. rock agenda oh. be on our case. Thanks, Serge. Sediment. Rocks. <laughs> That's what they're Can I just say one, can I just say one thing before we move like, any sediment. forward, though? Let me just say one thing before we move any yeah, forward. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill. Okay, we did our quota. <laughs> All right. We did it. We did it. It was there. We got it. Um, before we wrap it up, too, guys, let's just uh, go ahead and get one of our infamous secret questions in there. So obviously this movie was not the best Obviously it could have been done a lot better Let's put you in the movie exec's chair You have to choose a director for this movie Who do you choose? And the, the format So it might not be a movie It could be a TV show It could be animated It could be live action Whatever So choose the format and choose the director Hmm. I don't know if anyone wants to volunteer to go first. This one's kind of a big one. That is a pretty good question. So the yeah. format and the director for the Fantastic Four movie. If you were the executive in charge, hmm, that's pretty good. Hmm. I would. Uh, let's see here. Format. It would be a Pixar movie. Hmm. Because I think that would be a pretty good medium for that. And I think everybody would go see it because it's Pixar, so you're guaranteed uh, some sure. butts in the seats there. Sure. It would uh, be pretty, a really good aesthetic to see them all together. And you don't have to worry about uh, the, the, the the CG of Reed Richards. Like It would look really good because it's all animated. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we got The Incredibles, but um, let's see. And for director, huh. Brad Bird, oh, yeah, perhaps? That's what I was going to say for mm, you. I was just going to say, I was like, no, let me do they think it's okay. It's like, Brad oh. Bird with a little John Lasseter thrown in there for good measure? Hmm. Uh, there you go. There you okay. go. Pixar, Pixar style, but directed by Zack Snyder. Whoa. I don't even think I can visualize that. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. So basically, it's going to be, it'll be like a lot of slow moving stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like lots of slow motion, lots of melodramatic, lots of boobs. Lots of sex, which is great. 
Because Zack Snyder loves throwing in like sex in there in some yeah, way, shape, or form. Not in Man of Steel, though. Yeah, I mean, Watchmen. I'll give yeah, you that. Not there wasn't Man a Steel, lot but... in Watchmen. There was there, there was some, but you know, mm-hmm. like Man of Steel. Yeah, I'm pretty well. I, the only problem I can see with that is though, especially if you went Man of Steel route, there'd be so much action. It'd be kind of you get bored of the action. Yeah, I was never bored of the action, Man of Steel. People oh, were crazy I, when they said I, they are. I was in Man of Steel. You're crazy. Oh yeah, Man yeah, of Steel. Yeah, it's it's just like after a while, I'm like, crazy. That, it's it, enough. It, can we stop? It gets to be crazy. like a whole new like pla- like it plateaued for me. I was like, what are you going to do to like make this more exciting? Like, I know you can do this part. How are you going to make me like feel more? Because like it's just like constant that you just zone out. You're like, are you, like Transformers? I already know what's going on. Like robots are fighting robots. How are you going to make me care about this more? And they couldn't. No, I, I, I didn't see this Transformers. I mean, a lot of movies have a huge buildup, and then, you know, the the, the, the the scenes where a lot of CGI and action are really expensive to make, so you don't get them for too long. And then it cuts back to all the talking and things like that, which is great. I mean, you know, just, just, just as like a precursor, you know, I'm a guy who likes Tarantino movies. They have yeah. a lot of dialogue in them, so I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, movies like Transformers because they have a lot of, you know, pew, 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 pew. But, but I'm saying for, for Man of Steel, it had a lot of talking and a lot of build-up. Oh, so sure. when, when, that, when, when that action scene at the end was huge and, and it was going on for a while, I was just like, I can't believe this hasn't ended yet. Like, we're still fighting. And now we're in space. And now there's, there's, there's Bruce Wayne's satellite. And now we're going back down to Earth. I'm like, this, isn't, this hasn't ended yet for talking. This is amazing. Like, yeah, to me, man. it just boggled my mind that it went on for as long as it did because other movies, it would have been cut and it went back to uh, a close-up shot of, of a character and other characters talking again to make the movie go forward. So I really liked how uh, it went I, on for as long as it did. I, I feel like The Flash has the best, um, like, fight-to-non-fight ratio because they give you exactly what you want in that show. Like, they, they you have the reverse Flash fighting Flash, like, no problem. And it's just, like, every fucking episode, you kill yeah. And then they give you just enough, <laughs> right? Like it's like you get like your favorite piece of dessert, but you get just enough to like want more afterwards. And then you have to wait a whole week. And I like it too because you know like like some form of action is coming up and like, you know, when he gets into gear, you're like, Yeah. Right. And then when it's happening, you're like, Yeah, and it doesn't saturate you with it. Very, very true. Yeah. And then they go into the whole love story. Yeah, yeah I mean that kind of like but, 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 cleanses. It's I like know, the but like even it cleanses the palate. Yeah, that's 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 more like AIDS. But even <laughs> like like minus minus all all the, all the love stuff, the other scenes of dialogue where you know he's trying to figure out himself, where he's he's talking to everybody else. It's it's really good. That's why I really like the show. It is yeah. a good balance of action and uh, and really really good dialogue. Just mm-hmm. cut all that lovey dovey shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, well, so um, so somebody else's turn. Yeah. Direct uh, and I'll that. go. I'll go. go. So definitely, I would like to keep it as dark and gritty as it was. Well, is dark a little bit darker and grittier. Mm-hmm. So live action because I like seeing superhero movies live action. Mm-hmm. And for director Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Guillermo del Toro. Because he's a good storyteller, oh, and yeah. not only that, but he started off as a uh, makeup artist, a special effects oh. artist. So. He'll know how to make it look really, 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 really good. The only thing I have against that is, like, he's awesome, but he loves practical effects, and as he should, but, like, you can't really do the thing. Like, you, you've seen what happens in the 2005 Fantastic Four thing. Oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure, like... If I mean, he looked good enough, look good. but he did look like he was made out of Play-Doh. Right. Also. Right. I, I, I have a feeling I, like he I, could I, actually make it man. work, though. I think he could, like, if, all, if anyone can make it work, it'd be Gamble Del Toro. I feel like he would actually light the actor on fire to play Human Torch. <laughs> Which would be awesome. That would be great. And it would be, you know, be like Danny Trejo or something like that. 
<laughs> oh my god! He comes, no, he, he comes out to be Danny Trejo. He's like some other guy, and then like and like he gets on fire, and then all of a sudden, nah, I'm all burned up, and Danny Trejo's like like rock face. Oh man! Oh god! He plays all of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that, that's good though. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro would like, especially if you get some of like the more outer space kind of battles going on in storylines. Like, he could probably design some kick-ass aliens. Oh, dude, absolutely! And again, like the way he can tell a story, like for instance, with Pacific Rim, he got through the entire origin of how that war started in the first like five minutes of oh, the yeah. opening of the movie. Oh, yeah. You know, so we knew what we were in for. It just he handles it well. Same thing with Hellboy. It's like. Oh, sure. He gets into it, and we're good to go. You know, so it's like yeah. I could see him doing, I could see him like doing a Fantastic Four movie, but like right in the middle, like how we talked about last week, where it just starts. That's it. There's a story, and then he's just putting these characters in the story. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like they start out fighting the Mole Man or something right out of the gate. Yeah, like they are, or they're already established some way, shape, or form. You know, like it's he just goes through it fast, and we just have our story. I could see him pulling it off really well. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Casey? Um. Well, my first instinct was... I mean, you guys know how excited I was about the... I, I guess the, the potential that this movie had, that it was a darker take, you know, that it was almost like a horror movie, and they always described it as Cronenberg-esque. Mm. So my thinking is... And, and this is one of, I guess, two choices, because I'm cheating at this secret question. Um, just have David Cronenberg do it. All right. Uh, if you're gonna have, you know, if your original vision for this movie is done in, like, a master horror kind of way, um, just have the man himself, you know? I mean, that's, like, kind of a cheap answer, but I mean, I think it works. The man himself? Yeah, you do all the body horror stuff, I mean, but you would get to it quicker, and the movie would have a very different like tone it would be more about them maybe trying to find a cure than it would be them adapting to their powers which i would still be okay with you know because again it's a new take and Mm. really you don't want to rehash the same stuff over and over yeah um but in my heart of hearts um i think joe johnston is a is a good choice as well Mm -hmm. uh he did you know the rocketeer and you know the first captain america yeah um and a couple other things like, you know, Jumanji, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <clears throat> Jurassic Park 3, which is not good. But um, <laughs> he uh, he can definitely work a period piece movie. And I know that that I mentioned on the preview that, that Peyton Reed was allegedly working on uh, a period piece Fantastic Four film. And while I don't doubt that he could do it, um, I think that in Joe Johnson's hands, it could be very well done as well like you just have a you know a classic light-hearted take on the four but i mean you'd have it done in the 60s so you can have ben and reed be war veterans you can have it be about the space race you know you could tie it into all the stuff that was important at the time of the comics creation um that made it you know a good comic and could easily make it a good movie oh sure yeah absolutely um for me it's kind of cheating a little bit. I'm surprised none of you guys said it, but uh, I would do, as I kind of said in the preview, I would do like a, a series. So it wouldn't be a movie, but I think the Fantastic Four would best be able to have their stories be told continuously through a series. Um, and I'd probably do it more of like what Sherlock does. So it's like an, like three or four episodes of an hour and a half. 
which I always thought was a very cool way to kind of go about it and then like let everything go for a couple of years. And I would have Joss Whedon be the director. Joss Whedon! Because like, wow. I mean, he's like, he's, he has that family dynamic captured at Buffy, like right off the bat. He, he does it in like Absolutely. a couple episodes, if even, like I would even argue he does, he gets it down in the first episode. Um, and I, he can get the story, the story structure down. He can get the villains just feeling like if you remember, I think it was the final season or maybe the second to last season of Buffy where Nathan Fillion was the bad guy. He was just like, yeah, fucking, as, uh, as Caleb and the first, yeah, like he was intimidating. Like just picture the kind of like that treatment with doom, you know, and like, they don't even really, I don't even think they go into Caleb's like Caleb's like whole story. He's just like a fucking badass. Just just slaps Buffy around for like, for no reason. Yeah, like evil priest. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that would be the way to go. And then we can get it tied into the Marvel cinematic universe at the same time. Yeah. And it, for, That's everyone's dream. Yeah. Well, for me too, it's all about a nice balance right like you have your you can get your scary horror elements in there you have your family unity in there you have your space adventures in there um all things that i believe joss whedon to be fully capable of space adventures yeah yeah well unfortunately we've run out of time guys I know, we hate to say goodbye, but we'd love to say hello. Mm. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on twitch.tv slash Funky. Tune in with us every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time for the Bad Cody Funky podcast. Each week, we talk about a new item. For now, signing off is Dave the Bearded Menace. Yo! Booster Greg. What up? <laughs> and Davis Casey. Good night, everybody. And I'm Sergio. See you guys later. We'll see you another time. Or never. <laughs> <laughs>